Hello? Okay, you are you are now on 5G instead of Wi-Fi. Woo, we're on 5G. Okay. All right, let's try this. Yeah, but it's <laughs> Okay, but it's a it's a really weak 5G signal anyway. I don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay. eight, okay. nine, only, only ten. Like, only like a only like a second off this time, which is a lot better and probably the best we're gonna get. So yeah, this is go. the best we're gonna get. So let's get this fucking show on the road. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Thursday, February twenty-six. Friday, eighteenth. Fuck! You see, I already screwed this up. February eighteenth at one forty-seven UTC. This That's is correct. This is uh, Ivan Bo, Ivan Bo, whatever the hell you want to call me. And Sam Mentor's on the other side. Hello, Sam. Hi there. Hi there. <laughs> As you uh, can see, we are... It's 20... Well, fuck, whatever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As you can see, we're, we're we're changing things up a little bit because Sam has uh, uh, is out of, uh, out of pocket, like, right now. You know, somebody used to use that word out of pocket, like, about 20 years ago. And I got to uh-huh. tell you, it's one of the most irritating phrases that I ever heard. Somebody describing when they weren't available or in the office. <laughs> well, I'm going to be out of pocket. And I'm what like, fuck it. But, I don't know. And I was like, fuck you and your stupid out of pocket bullshit. <laughs> yeah, what pocket? Which pocket what, are we what talking pocket about? Are, yeah, exactly. I'm going to be out of pocket. <laughs> fuck. So, uh, so, I, I, so anyway, anyway. Yes. So, yes. Anyway. So, today. Uh, we are doing the show as uh, using uh, rudimentary tools to do this. Sam sounds terrible. Sam tried to connect to the internet, and basically, we figured out that his internet connectivity is about as fast as a uh, as a garden slug. Um, exactly. And so we had to resort to a Plan B and Plan C, and we are on Plan C right now and uh, doing this. Um, and so, uh, since we are in Plan C, and we're going to try to make this short because uh, we're using some rudimentary tech tools today, I'm going to go and just rant about something, and then, you know, if Sam has something to say, we could go about something. Can no, I just I, I say... something, but go ahead. You, you, can I just say that this week, I don't know why it hit me, but fucking unboxing videos. How the <laughs> hell did this become a fucking thing? It this ha- I mean, it is, I mean, you go all over YouTube and everybody is doing unboxing videos. I think the one that got me this week is some people doing an unboxing of a car. Of and a car? Of a car, yes. Somehow the car... Do they even come in boxes? Not that I know of, no. Uh, and, and then I see this car that has all these, like, I mean, I've seen cars come off ships and stuff. And I've never seen them, like, have, like, you know how you open something that's inside a box and there's additional uh, plastic covers on top of everything that you have to peel off and then and then cardboard okay. covering stuff or whatever? They were showing this on the video. I don't ever remember seeing a car 
arriving like that. There is outside cover stuff, and there were like there there sometimes I've seen like plastic wrapped around the seats, okay, um, some stuff like that. But that's about it that I've seen. And mm-hmm. you know, I saw this people like, oh, we're unboxing the new whatever bullshit, you know, S double three hundred, and I am just like, oh my god. What the fuck? I mean, we're unboxing cars now. I mean, this is just... I, I'm i trying to understand. I I don't know about you, but it never thrilled me, really, to just the actual opening of the box of something. I'm excited about the something. Fuck the boxes, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, we're opening it, and then we're... Oh, the satisfaction of peeling the plastic wrapper off of it. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> I'm just... I mean, what the fuck, man? You know? I, I don't know. So anyway, yes, I I, 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 I definitely think that... Uh, this entire fad is just absolutely ridiculous. And, hey, you, uh, know, you know, those those kids unboxing toys are making like millions. Oh, I'm sure they make a lot more money than I do. It doesn't make it. Well, it just, still doesn't make it. Just, just just to be clear, the first ones that got big made tons of money. If you like try to start a new channel doing like toy unboxing or something, you're not getting anywhere. You well, know, most there, likely because yeah. there are already lots of people doing it. Well, there's a lot of people doing a lot of shit on YouTube. I'll tell you this, uh, you know, all over the place and TikTok and bah, whatever. And I don't know. And everybody's just trying to be a, a, a social media stars of some kind or whatever. But anyway, I, I, unboxing, I'm just like, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. And I don't see why people are fascinated with the damn unboxing damn thing. I, you know, just... I, I will admit to have watched some unboxing videos, but it's the thing inside that I'm interested in. Right. Thank that's you. about I, the, I, the only reason I'm watching it is because, oh, they're going to review this thing. OK, great. So I'm watching them open it. I'm like, can you get the you know, can you get to the point? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I generally agree. Now, having said that, like, you know, Apple makes some nice boxes. It's pretty cool. You know, yeah, it's like almost sometimes when you get those boxes, you're incredibly reluctant well you might you're probably not but i'm reluctant to throw them away because it's a nice box well usually i i gotta admit that the only i usually save them for a little bit because you know maybe there's a return or a damage or something or whatever but after Mm -hmm. a while i remember that i i will admit that at first because apple boxes were nicer than all the others i probably like saved them but i think sometimes because i may have put like used equipment away in them but i am pretty sure that i right now have and, and uh, you know we've I, I mean i got a new laptop not that long ago a new macbook uh mm-hmm. and we got a new iphone and Do i saw the boxes let me check hold on as a you know the answer is no i i got rid of them i i, I trashed okay. them and, they, and these came in in the last four or five months and they're all all the boxes they're all gone yep. yeah so so like I, I i used to keep all the boxes of all of all of you know, not just normal things, but again, the Apple boxes are so nice. They're sturdy. They're big. Not like you would necessarily ever use them again. Now, to be honest, some of the big like iMac boxes that I kept, I did actually end up using them when I moved. I repacked them. Well, now box. that is a reason why I used to keep them. You know, sometimes for moves, especially for like uh, for like the desktop computers, I did save some of those in case they had to be shipped or moved. Uh, yeah. 
I, I will I, I, I will confess to having done that a couple of times. But you know what? For laptops, even to ship them back for repair or something or whatever, they have though. They they sell like these boxes for that shit right now. Where it, it's yeah, a, yeah. it's like you go over there and they have a box for it. And you put it in and whatever. Fifteen years ago, they never had anything for it. You were like scared. Oh my god, I need to ship this. What the hell? It's gonna be broken. Well, it, what I was what I was gonna say is like those those old iMac boxes from like decades ago. I probably still have those in my garage to this day, but. More recently, like the last like few last couple iPhones I've gotten, I've forced myself to throw away the box. I've been like, it's a nice box. I know it's a nice box. I will never use it. But I I, I don't need any more clutter with it. Now the Mac Mini I bought, Alex stole the box. So he's (laughs) got the box like in his room somewhere. But um, but yeah, generally speaking, I'm now at the, you know, I don't need any more shit. I especially don't need empty boxes shit. You know, I, I, I am. Uh, thank God. Okay, so that's it. My rant on unboxing. So, Sam, what do you got? Okay, so for, for my book first, um, I will mention, you know, uh, uh, Yvonne mentioned my Internet. Uh, I'll just put a little bit of context. Uh, I am on the East Coast in Washington, D.C., dealing with sort of, you know, I'll just say a family medical issue. I'm not going to get any further into it than that. But I'm at my dad's house. Um, and like the, the internet is like from the 1990s, like the internet coming, the the, the internet coming into the house has not been upgraded in decades. Um, the fi is set up in such a way that it's incredibly patchy, even given that. And so that's why we had so many troubles, uh, getting online. Um, and so, and also other technical stuff, like most of the equipment I use at home isn't available here. Uh, so I don't have my regular microphone. I tried to bring a, a regular wired microphone and my Mac Mini. I was like, it's small. I'll just bring it with me. But I didn't have. Uh, they 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 had a spare monitor, but it turns out it was a really old spare it's monitor. From the 1990s. It also from the 1990s. I was able to get it plugged in, but the picture when it came up, like <laughs> it let's let's say it was offset to the side. It was at a really low resolution, of course, and the colors were all off, so everything was rainbows. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, beautiful, I guess. To sort and, of and think you, about it, you it, could it only see very... about half the screen, and um, so, so I ended up like, I'm okay. Well, I'll use my work laptop to at least record the podcast, which we were now doing on a website. Um, but like the internet connection was just way too slow. So we're now my we're now Yvonne's calling me on Skype on my phone, which is off the Wi-Fi, so it's using the 5G network instead, and it's sort of kind of working, um, and I'm using, and I brought some wired headphones to use, but which would have worked with my Mac Mini because they had a USB-A plug, but they wouldn't work with my computer because it only had C, and I didn't have the... Uh, I didn't have the right adapter, so so I'm on you know wireless Bluetooth headphones. So it's you know it is what it is. Sorry guys. All, all I all I was all I said to Sam, and I will say this again, is that I spent years traveling the world. I recorded this damn show from fucking the other side of the damn planet more than once with less difficulty than him in Washington D.C. That's all I can say about this. So the the one other thing I wanted to say, like that, that's just context for why I'm traveling, why I'm on the East Coast. I'll probably be here for next week's show too. Um, so the uh, but 
you know, so that context out of the way. I did want to say for the, you know, um, for the very first time, I live in Everett, Washington. And for most of the time I've lived there, whenever I've had to fly somewhere, we've had to go to Seattle Tacoma Airport, uh, which is, uh, it, it, you know, if there's no traffic is like an hour drive south of us, maybe a little bit less than an hour with no traffic, but usually there's traffic. And if you are stuck doing it at rush hour or something, you're just fucked. It's going to take a long time. Um, and, you know, it's a Seattle Tacoma is a big or SeaTac is a big major airport. I mean, not as big as some other places, obviously, but, you know, it's all the regular. It's a major. It's, a, it's one of the top 25, 30 airports in the United States. Yeah. So in in 2019, though, um, Payne Field, uh, which is an airport about 15 minutes from my house where Boeing has a factory and they do all kinds of test flights for, you know, new airplanes that they're in the process of building and stuff like that. Well, I guess they don't actually test fly them until they're done building them. But you, you know what I mean? Um, that opened. Well, they, they, they fly to prototypes. Well, they, they, well, it's not so much the prototypes. Uh, like, I don't think they do flat out research there, but like, you know, when they no, they they, they do plane, the flight testing for triple seven X's and stuff like that. So it, I well, mean, that, that is not true. a certified that is not a certified aircraft. Yet. Yeah, I mean, no, it is no, a prototype. But, but, so, but but also, I mean, th- there's just a regular like um, manufacturing line there. Oh yeah, too. yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, when a when a finished you know airplane you know goes off you know go, goes out the assembly line, it flies off of there. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, um, and they also apparently have like a, a repainting facility or something there too. So planes from all over the world come to like get new paint jobs. Um, but, but whatever. Um, the point is though that that airport in 2019 opened for commercial traffic. Um, very limited service only for, you know, like, I don't know, 10 cities or something like that. Uh, mostly regional. Um but I mean, you can go from Everett to San Francisco, Las Vegas, Spokane, Portland, et cetera. Okay. Um, and, you know, so this time I'm like, I want to leave from Everett. I don't want to go to Seattle, Tacoma. And I'd known a couple of people. My, my mother you know, took some flights out of there like a couple of years ago or whatever. But this was my first time trying to fly out of out of the Everett airport. And I just wanted to comment that, oh, my God, it was so nice compared to going to Seattle, Tacoma, um, because, you know, first of all, 15 minutes from my house. Second of all, the security you know, line is not existent. It's like two seconds. You, boom. Yeah, exactly. From 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 the lift driver dropping me off in front of the airport to the gate was less than 15 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's a small airport, you know, and there, there, there weren't that many people there, and it, the the whole airport is four gates. Um, they've got like two or three flights a day, you know, or may, maybe slightly more than that, but it's it's not a huge number of flights a day, and um, you know, is very laid back, relaxed. You know, got there, went through security with like you know, no line. Um, went through check-in with no line, um, you know, got a snack with no line. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the one trade-off you get is because you basically, you know, it doesn't have direct flights to that many places. You know, you, you effectively have to add one additional transfer to what you would do from SeaTac. Right. You know, so in, in my case, like to get to D.C., I went to Portland and then from Portland to DC. 
and the the Everett to Portland flight was like less than an hour. You know, I I, I will say that uh, look, my my I, I like the small airports if they have nonstop flights, and so I used to use like uh, so I had the smaller Palm Beach International near to my house. And when it was convenient, like it was like equivalent service, I would I would take it, uh, I would use it. Okay, but the the thing is that uh, if I can drive like down to Miami, which is further, and get a nonstop over like having to connect uh, from Palm Beach, I I'll, I'll take the nonstop. There's another thing that happens, which is and by the way, I love the smaller. I, I like going to Palm Beach. It's the same thing. Short security line or whatever. Let you know, parking was easier to hold our thing. I, I, I will also add, since it was brand new, everything was nice and spiffy, charging right. ports at every seat, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go. The, 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 the one problem is that when, when flights get canceled and shit happens, the yeah, problem is that when you're at the small <laughs> airport, you're fucked. I mean, it, yeah, it's this, just you're, this, you're, you're, I mean, you're like that flight that you got on better go or otherwise you're, you're going to be, you're going to be having problems. And, yeah, you what, know, I've had my, that happen to my, me at small airports. And, yeah, when, my mo- when my mom, uh, tried to go out of there, I don't know, two years ago, a year ago, whenever it was, whenever she had her flight out of there, um, she had that problem. The flight was canceled. It was delayed. Something they they stuck her on a bus to SeaTac anyway, and she ended up leaving from Seattle. Yeah, and and that's the thing, and 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 that's the and that's the thing about this the small airport. I I am a fan of like the smaller airport, and I like it when it's convenient. And so, like, say, you know, American had like multiple flights to Dallas on the same day, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so I knew that if I went on one, there was another one, whatever. It's not like I would have to wind up you know, uh, uh, on that. But the thing is like, you know, I still remember this one time where I flew to Miami and I missed my flight to, uh, LaGuardia. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I actually not normal for me. I got there late. Okay. And I missed it. Okay. And, but no, 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 Wait, let me change that. I got on the plane and they canceled the flight. The thing is that there was a flight departing 20 minutes later to Newark. And because I was hmm. going to New York city, uh, it was like, I'm like, I, I just walked over to the gate to Newark and I said, can you put me on this flight? And they said, sure, no problem. And so I flew to Newark and made my meeting on time, even though my flight was canceled. So that's the thing about the big airport where you're able to do that because it's right. like, you know, I mean, like you're going to DC and it's like out of here. Well, maybe they canceled the national flight. Well, maybe they hop on a flight to Dulles like a few minutes later and get there or whatever. You go to the smaller airport. It's like, hey, they're probably flying to one of them. It's like you, you, yeah, they cancel it. You're, you're screwed. You're, you're done. You're out. And so it, it's, it's got its pros and cons, but it's definitely, a yeah. it's a trade-off. But listen, the ground experience could not be denied. Did you get to this, these small airports and you're like security? Well, two minutes, boom, you're in. None of this <laughs> shit. Whatever you know, who cares about having a lounge or whatever? But you can get there, you know, so close to departure time. Priest of the security, get on the plane and go. You know, yeah, no, exactly. And between the gates, they had a nice little lounge area too, like fireplace and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Uh, exactly. um, And uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I really enjoyed that. I would do it again. Now I say this now, my return flight is worse than my going flight. You know, uh, it, it had to have two connections for my return flight, which is going to be a pain in the ass. Um, but, you know, I was like, you know, yeah, I just I want to I want to just I want to be able to go to the close place. I want to just get and, you know, if I if I have a couple of extra hours of connections, 
so what? I'll, I'll kick my feet up. I'll listen to some podcasts. I'll read some books, whatever, you know, uh, but I may not feel that way after like my much longer return journey than my going journey. You know, so we'll see. But yeah, that, that was, that, that was, that was my, but first that's it. Um, and, uh, yeah. And all the, the, the crazy internet and technology things at the, at the house I'm at right now. But, uh, you know, I, I'm still figuring out exactly how I'll get things set up to do the editing of the show after we're recording it. Cause this time only Yvonne is recording it and he's going to have to get me the files and I'm going to have to put them together. And the new spiffy way I've been doing it won't work. So I have to revert to the old way and blah, 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 blah. It's going to be a pain in the ass, but I'll get it done one way or another. But I can't guarantee how late this podcast will come out, but I'll get it out. So anyway, anyway. Um, shall, shall we take a break? And then oh, yes. wait, did we ever say what our real topics were? Yes, we did. Yes. OK, I know I what they are. We did. I know oh, did I announce it to everybody? Well, OK, well, the, the, the real topics are we're going to be talking about Ukraine or you, 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 Ukraine or Whatever the name of the country is, anyway. Ukraine. And okay, and uh, the and uh, Trump is uh, the, the New York guys are trying to crawl up his ass. So anyway, <laughs> okay, we'll be yeah. I'll, you say it. You say it. We'll be right back afterward from this. <laughs> the. Okay, we're back now. So what do you want to do first, Sam? We didn't say what order we're going to go. Every time we talked about it, we said Ukraine first. So let's do Ukraine first. All right. So Ukraine. Uh, so did did we invade on when? Uh, no, not us. Did, did we Russia invade? In, we're, wait, <laughs> when we're invading? Apparently so. I don't know. Uh, did Russia invade Ukraine on Wednesday? Because that's what not, they were saying last week was it was going to no, be Wednesday. No, they have not. Um, but what's going on? Like for a little while, like Russia said they were like backing off, and then they weren't, and then 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 and then and then you know. You know, look. I, I, somebody yesterday that I that I heard analyzing the situation, and I saw somebody, I heard this on a podcast, and I also saw this in an article today that I that I shared on the Curmudgeon Scorner Slack, I believe. Um, it, it, let's see, uh, you know, there's an opinion piece that said that Putin, Biden has Putin, has Putin trapped in a corner, uh, but now comes the hard part, and the one thing is that. Um, the U.S. has used this stance that I know that the uh, Ukrainians have been very anxious, but I think that, and some have uh, blasted, but I think it's been the right approach of basically just going out there and laying out stuff to reduce 
uh, Putin's ability to claim certain things to falsely justify his invasion. Okay? Mm-hmm. Such like as they're... the false flag stuff that he's invading. You were going to say, like, 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 you know, what, what it. it yeah, I was going to say the false flag stuff, and also, it, I, mean, I guess, different variants of it, right? There's yes. The, you know, they're, they're talking about, like, oh, there, there's this kindergarten that was bombed. Well, you know, we're just going to say a bunch of stuff about it so that you know that that's not the pretext they're going to use. Right. Um, you know, and basically everything that is a potential pretext, uh, pretext that, um, that Putin could use the it, you know the the Biden administration is preemptively coming out and saying we think they're going to do this we think they're going to do that we think they're going to blame it on this and then do that we think they've got look here's their plan on who they want to make the president once they take over you know all this kind of stuff is leaking and i heard um michael mcfall um uh, in the last couple of days who was the ambassador to russia during the obama administration um uh, you know was talking about this and saying you know when when the Russians went into Crimea, there was all this stuff we knew, like about the little green men. Like we right. knew 100 percent they were they were the Russians. Right. It wasn't like some mysterious local group. No, it was Russian soldiers. And we the the CIA at the time, the intelligence agencies were like, you can't you can't tell what we know because it will give away sources and methods, all this kind of stuff. And so the Obama administration basically sat on their hands with some of that information. Right. Mm-hmm. And, Mc, and McFaul and a bunch of other people were very frustrated by it. And so they are thrilled that this time, you know, Biden got the intelligence agencies to sort of, well, e- either he got them to agree to it or he overrode them, whatever, um, to just say, you know, hey, when we find something out, we're just going to put it out there. Yeah. You know, We'll, and and we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the fallout, but we are going to put out this information when we have it, because by doing so, we are making those options harder for you know, Putin if he wanted to use them. Like, exactly. Could he, still, could he still use any one of those things as a false flash flag you know, way to get started or as a pretext to get started, even though the Biden administration has put it out there? Of course he could. However, the fact that the Biden administration preemptively said, we think he's going to use this pretext, makes it weaker if he tries to go there. Yes, and and, and it also puts him in, in like, um, in a situation where, uh, it, it, you know, the main reason for him to be doing this is positioning Russia, okay? All right? I mean, he is doing this in terms of, you see, we're doing this to protect Russia from these people that are encroaching our borders and threatening our security, and we're going to defend it. And by going and putting all this out there, it's 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 making his case like rather weak on that uh, 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 on that sake. And and, and remember that he is doing this for a, a rallying point for you know in terms of public opinion at home which we may think sometimes not important but it is and one of the things you mentioned the other you know i can't remember if it was last week or the week before whenever we last talked about ukraine um is that in some of these cases like even if it's not true <laughs> like yeah this could be an information right. warfare thing by the biden administration yes. like yes you know, yes because you know 
Now it might now, and I said, you know, like I would hope our our administration wouldn't just flat out lie to us, but obviously they have before and they will again. But um, and I'm not talking just Biden, but throughout the entire history of the country. Yes. But but you know, but nevertheless, it is a potential tactic that says, you know, maybe we don't have specific intelligence about a false flag operation that they intend to do. We can say so anyway. It makes it harder for him to do it. And right, and if he's planning it, and then we saw, he saw it, we said it, and he, he didn't, you know, we didn't have the the info. Then what it makes him is very paranoid, because then he's like, "Well, who the fuck leaked it?" Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And um, and and you know, if he just goes in anyway, well, you know, we we've taken this extra time to. Uh, strengthen all those NATO relationships, get all kinds of commitments on exactly what kind of actions would be taken, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it's going to make it harder uh, for Putin anyway. Now, I've heard multiple people also talk about Putin and say he doesn't give a shit about the sanctions, about any of that. That's just not part of the picture. Like, yes, that will hurt, but that's not why he would consider doing this. And it's not something that's going to stop him if he really wants to do it. Um but, uh, you know, so so we'll see. I mean, and, and you know, frankly, if somebody put out like if if Russia sort of does back off a little bit and this doesn't happen and they can say like, well, at least we got, you know, look at how paranoid and stupid the Americans seemed. You know, they were talking about invasion, invasion, invasion. And of course, we never intended anything and we didn't do it anything they're just idiots so they could claim a victory out of that the ukrainians could claim a victory basically for the same thing we told you it was okay all along and look nothing's happening and the americans could claim a victory too by saying we made them back down exactly everybody 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 is completely one of those that i I kept saying how do we do a win-win there's your win-win right there exactly so the, the question is does you know does is that good enough that, for for Vlad? Yes, uh, I mean, does he look, really want to do this? If he really wants to do this, then he's gonna do it no matter look, what. I, 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 there's one thing uh, I do truly believe that uh, you know, Putin was counting on a much weaker response and a disjointed response because of the chaos that that Trump had laid to NATO, okay, and and the alliances of the U.S over the last few years. And he had he, he had expected that the response would be weaker. The fact right. that that there has been a very strong unified response by all the NATO allies and I think that the fact that I think this has actually strengthened uh NATO instead of weakening it I, I think backfired on 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 Putin, okay? I I don't think that the, he was counting on that. I also don't think that he was counting on the severity of the sanctions that have been basically outlined right now and whether they would happen because of the weak responses that had, that had happened at previous times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last couple of invasions, nothing really serious that really dented the Russian economy happened. And so I think that he was, in his thought, he was like, well, I could probably do this and get away with a, with, with a, a weak NATO, have them all disjointed, not have any real repercussions, and so forth. So both of those have proved to be wrong. Um, and like you said, on the other side from the U.S., yeah. um, look, 
I think the Biden administration, in terms of a win-win, they don't see this as a losing position because he says, look, uh, and I'm quoting uh, from Blinken. He said, look, if Russia, is this a quote from him? If Russia doesn't invade Ukraine, then we will be relieved that Russia changed course and prove our predictions wrong. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said in the UN's, that would be a, uh, at, the, at the United Nations, that would be a far better outcome than we are, uh, than the course we are currently on. And we will gladly accept any criticism that anyone directs at us. Directs at us, which is what I basically what I had said earlier. I'm like, fine, tell them to tell them we're fear mongers. Fuck it, I don't care as long as it stops the goddamn invasion and you know tens of thousands of people don't get killed, maybe hundreds of thousands. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. Blame me. Just I'll take yeah, the blame. The, the the other thing I should mention, uh, as we said at the beginning of the show, we we are recording this early Friday UTC. Thursday evening. Um, yes, we. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, we could be in a full-fledged war, all we know, and World War Three. Exactly. Yes. Uh, or, or nothing could have happened. Or nothing. You know, so there, there, because the the current word out of the administration is that it still looks like things are imminent. I mentioned that you know Russia had said they had finished some exercises and they were pulling some troops back and blah blah blah. The U.S. came out today and said we see no evidence of any troops being pulled back. Yep, in fact, we see nothing. more. In fact, we see more coming in, and the ones that are there are getting closer to the border. Uh, so it still looks like things could happen at any moment. Uh, there, were, I saw a news alert earlier today that UK intelligence uh, now also agrees that they think that uh, Putin has decided to do this. Uh, U.S. intelligence. There were reports that U.S. intelligence said that a few days ago. Um, so, yeah, something could happen here. So let's let's talk for a second. If this does happen, where do we, where do we think that think that this would go? Um, yeah, there's there's also the, you know, if, and we say, does this happen? There are also variants of it. Like, does does Russia actually try to take over the whole country? Do they just slice off some territory? What do they do? And there are potentially different outcomes depending on that. But as you said, the, the the sort of West has all agreed on a certain set of, you know, here are the sanctions that we're going to put in place. Here are the ones that are off the table. There are some that they're not talking about. But here are the ones that we are going to do, and here's what we're going to do, and we're all set up to do it. Um, the other part of it that I see um, as inevitable is if Russia actually does do this, there is going to be incredible pressure to at the very least completely beef up security for the rest of NATO. Uh, that that border It's already happening right now. It doesn't already happening right now. They are adding some, but I'm talking like No, it'll accelerate it. Oh, oh, it'll accelerate it for sure. I, you know, the thing is that that, that and that's the thing that um you know, Putin is asking for all these security guarantees or whatever in order not to do this and honestly what he's inviting is uh, a lot more of what he says he's against. Yes, I, I think that would definitely happen. Like, uh, I, my, my take is if Russia goes forward and goes out the maximal route, which is like take over all of Ukraine, put in their own puppet government, et cetera, et cetera, um, then NATO's, NATO's eastern border is going to fortify to a degree we have not seen since 1989. I mean, we're going and back to the Cold War. We're going back to the Cold War, exactly. Um, and frankly, also, I mean, the Biden administration has been very clear that says we're not going to fight Russia in Ukraine. End of story. That's not going to happen. We're not going in to save them. But, but if you if you start seeing 
like the the daily news flooded with pictures of dead Ukrainians from this invasion and cities burning and all of this kind of stuff, there's going to be intense pressure like, why aren't you doing something about this? Look, uh, I... Now, I'm not saying that the that the administration would respond to that pressure by going to war with Russia. I think that listen, they, there, there, listen, we all know I, the consequences I, I, I of that. Think, listen, well, we don't. Okay, all well, right. True, I mean, we, we yeah. I mean, we we, 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 we speculate, know what the worst but case scenario, we know we know what the worst case know, scenarios are. And look, exactly. I, I, what I what I will say is that uh, that I, I think the line has been drawn in the sand in terms of you know what what happens. I think we've said, look, we are for Ukraine sovereign sovereignty. We you know what the actions that we are going to take are going to be. Um, aggressive but they don't involve military actions against russia for ukraine okay um but if you fucking go against any nato country you're going to fucking i mean you're 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 going to get you know yeah that's get, hit. get world war three yeah um and like uh and somebody a uh, a very well respected uh advisor in foreign policy uh, quoted, um, I know it sounds weird, and when I first uh, 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 thought about it, I was like, the hell is he crazy? He said he quoted Mike Tyson. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Exactly. My first reaction on this. But Mike Tyson had a very uh, smart thing to say about about fights in general. Okay. Uh, and he said this in re- reference to Russia. And what he said is, you know, everybody has a plan until they get until they get punched in the face. Mm. And, um, you know, I was reading something about our military capabilities there and what Russian military capabilities are, regardless of whatever they've beefed up and whatever. But here's a reality of this. Look, if fucking Putin decides to invade any of the NATO countries, look, the 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 kind of like way that we can hit them at the front line especially because mm-hmm. of our air power it doesn't matter how much they've invested our air power is still vastly superior to his well yeah the the, the bottom line is as long as it stayed conventional only oh, then we, can we, we i mean we we've, we've got just... massive you know the and the 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 trick of course and why everybody talks world war 3 and all this kind of stuff is if you push them into a corner you know does he start nuking american cities no, now I don't expect that if we're gonna go, we're gonna go into air power and like you know we're gonna bomb St. Petersburg or something like that. But no, 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 no. But but what we would do in the front line to fucking like in terms of okay, you 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 wanna you wanna you wanna see how hard we can hit you? I'm like you know it's gonna be exactly like Mike Tyson said. All of a sudden he's gonna get punched in the face and then he's gonna be like, oh fuck, now what? Yeah, no. What what I what I expect though, I don't expect an out, an outright war between the U.S. and Russia. Um, or and by, and remember, right? this, this is this is really not even a U.S. This is a NATO. This is no, no. I understand, this is, but this is NATO. You know, because right. What I would what I would expect is one of two things, is, or I guess one of three things. Either Putin actually does back down and figures out a way to like 
you know, Exit. spin it positively, like we said, where with which, which he's being... got, he's got a shot at right now. He's, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, he's got a that's, good that's, shot. That's choice. That's choice. Number one, choice. Number two is escalated tensions in Ukraine for an extended period of time, but no actual invasion. That's um, also a possibility. And which is one we predicted a couple of weeks ago, I believe, on this show. Um, yeah, because because we, we said that was that would like potentially be politically best for everyone involved Correct. And on the home front. Um, and then uh, the third option is Putin goes ahead with this, but I think you don't end up with you know outright overt NATO versus Russia war. No, you have you know Putin takes over whatever part of Ukraine he's going to take over, and you you massively upsize the military president presence in the eastern border of nato right and it, and it's cold war too just like you said yep basically um and then the question is you know how far do we go with sanctions and isolating and blah 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 and do we but there will be a... global economic repercussions to this thing even if we don't actually like the, the maximal scenario would be you completely cut off Russia from the international financial system and you say they can't export oil anymore and you do that on an international basis. Well, the energy markets, people have been complaining about, you know, uh, energy prices right now. Let's be clear about this. This is, this. Mm-hmm. I mean, oil has been close to, has hit $100 a barrel, which it hadn't hit in like, you know, which it's hit before. Um, but not recently. But not recently. And we, we've been, uh, we've been above this price. As a matter of fact, I mean, our, our peak, uh, price of oil was like somewhere about 130, 140 dollars a barrel, so not exactly like we're not we're not there yet. But believe me, we could we could get there. And one of the things is that we had this this period uh, uh, recently. What happened with COVID last year impacted oil production significantly. This was this was the a, time it was negative. Was, yes, and and it's had uh, a sustained effect on. On oil production, there was actually an article today uh, on Bloomberg uh, News talking about specifically the the impact on production and why that's having a, an impact on price right now. That it's not because we are using more than last year, okay, or two two years ago. It's that it's that that the the, the demand uh, supply shocks that we had from COVID and the fact that it took out production because it bankrupted people. I mean, that negative price bankrupted people and production was taken offline. People went broke. And so that's not just not coming back into line right now uh, uh, very quickly. So, so yes, if this happens, do expect definitely a significant spike in terms of the price of, uh, of, you know, energy uh, which to in be turn happening. will affect the price of all kinds of other things. Correct. Yes, which is a problem that we're having right now. But unfortunately, um, look, it's unavoidable. Uh, uh, unfortunately, um, but you know, at the same time, those shocks recede. You think about you know the Iraq War, for example, and other shocks like this. We've been able to to get past those. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, the U.S. is producing a lot more oil than it used to be. The U.S. definitely can, together with Canada, uh, you know, ramp up more production, if they, especially if they, they, they get help on those, uh, uh, you know, 
companies that went belly up and basically getting back online like soon. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so we can do, do that. And the middle East also is not affected by this as well. And I'm sure that they'll want the damn money. Okay. I guarantee you that they're not going to be saying no to the money. Okay. Oh, like, you know, the, I'm sure the Saudis, you know, was as slimy as they are, you know, with all this shit going on with MBS, they're going to be like, Hey, how many barrels do you want? At 140 a barrel. You know, so, so yeah, it, 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 so if this happens, this has potentially significant economic consequences all over the world, sort of rippling yes. through um, the other, the other part that people have mentioned, and then we can close up and move on to our other topic um, is, you know, China watching what's happening in Ukraine with an eye towards what might or might not be possible in Taiwan. Right now, and what, what are your thoughts on that? I know they're looking at that, but let's let's be clear about this. The Taiwan is actually far more armed to the teeth than the Ukrainians are. Um, you know, uh, and it's an island which is far more defensible. Uh, you know, the I mean, the Chinese have a surface navy, but it's not the U.S. Navy, okay, as well. Uh, but so I think it, I read it, this. I, I think I read this week though that nevertheless, like Taiwan's plans for what happens in an actual like mainland China invasion do rely on, okay, America's going to come save us. Well, I think that they do believe, you know, and they have good reason to believe that uh, if, if the, if the, you, if the Chinese attack, that the U S will help them. Uh, I, I mean, and I, I, I do believe that. Um, but what I'm, what, what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that despite the fact that I know that China's looking at it, look, any type of like invasion of an island nation like that that is heavily armed is a it's i mean you think that a land invasion is hard try doing it over the damn sea okay you know i mean you know this is not easy okay by any stretch of the imagination and so i i you know i think that we are worried about that but i also think that um it, 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 it's still, I think, an exaggerated uh, risk to a certain extent. Uh, well, um, and, and, and also I'll say, I mean, they're going to watch this. I mean, part of it is how does it actually turn out for Vladimir here? Right. Like, because if it turns you know, like shit, then, yeah, then like, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you've you mentioned the possibility of getting bogged down Afghanistan style in Ukraine. That's certainly one possibility. Another possibility is I've seen like, you know, some looks at the domestic situation in Russia where, you know, there are a lot of people who aren't necessarily on board with this idea right now. Including, I'll tell you, you something. Know, the one thing that somebody said is, you know, and this happened with the Russians with Afghanistan. If there's an into a quagmire and the body bags, body bags start stacking up. Th this is not looking so good for blood, you know. Yeah, I mean, and apparently there there were even like some some Russian military officials who, you know, made comments and in in in, in in interviews publicly saying, you know, this is a bad idea. And it's that's a terrible kind of idea. like that's the kind of dissent you don't usually see like on TV there. Um, but uh, you know, and certainly the it looks like the 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 general population however much it does or does not matter uh, in Russia right now is not entirely convinced either, you know, that this is the right thing to do. And they're sort of like, why is he doing this? 
you know, so. Look, we, we've done this in this in this country. You know, we went to Iraq and, you know, hey, it, it, you know, look, knocking the government over like whatever with bombs may be easy, but, you know, uh, but actually occupying a nation of like, how many people is in Ukraine? I think it's like, Jesus, I don't know, 30 million people. Uh, let me see. Let me double check before I, like, I go. Uh, buh, buh. I said 34. Yeah, but uh, more. 40, 40 oh, close to 50, 40, 41 million. Okay. All right. Um, 41 million people. Not exactly that easy. Especially right. if they don't want you. Indeed. And I, I and I saw, yeah, the, the, apparently. You know, it, it again, it depends on like where he goes, how far he goes, et cetera. Does he try to take over the whole country or only parts? Because there are parts of Ukraine that there's a significant portion of the public who that either is, is that is either sympathizing with the Russian side or couldn't care less either way. You right. know, um, so like th- there are certain areas that would be easier or harder from that point of view as, you know, in terms of how much local resistance there would be. But, but look, there is the there is a mass. history in the Ukraine of a lot of resentment of people okay, that just, are Ukrainian. Now, wait, let me let me just say one thing. You said yeah. the Ukraine. I've heard over and over in the last few weeks, the actual Ukrainian government and people who are part of that say don't don't do oh, the in Zoth. Ukraine. That's no, a, not that. That's yeah, a, I've... that's a Russian thing. Uh, and okay, and, all right. Uh, Sorry, and, guys. And just like it, it's Kiev, not Kiev, same kind of thing. Okay, so uh, basically, so, basically, right. which so way you say Ukraine, it, which side of the conflict you're on. In Ukraine, the resentment yeah. over the Russification of the country during Soviet time is still a big thing. Right. You know, million, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people were killed by the Russians in the forced collectivization of uh, Ukrainian farms. Okay, this is not this is not a small thing. Okay, right. And so, um, you know, the Russians invading them again. I, I, you know, while Crimea, whatever, was more pliant because it had been you know occupied by a lot of a, a lot of russians from before i mean i i i am i mean i'm having a hard time believing that it it's gonna go smoothly i i just don't see how i just don't see how um right there's a lot of resentment there and this will this will if they try if they do this it will be bloody yeah that's okay well uh on that note uh let's take another break or you you can say this you're in charge today Vaughn. why am i trying to say all right well let's take another break and we'll be right back after a word from something here something yeah no no it's not the beginning of the show again We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch.
The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind, No Blue Thing, Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening, and the best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at raylynch.com, iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. All right, we are back. Okay, and after this, we're going to be done pretty quick. So, um, look, we've got to talk about this more on Trump again. (laughs) <laughs> he keeps coming up yes well but but this is good news yes well, good news yes. To, to us so so basically uh so last week mazars his accounting firm finally said hey you know all those books that we had like uh you know published for <laughs> for for trump for the last 10 years yeah oh never mind you can't trust them <laughs> <laughs> and oh we quit by the way uh right. so that's what his accounting firm said uh and then uh you know uh a judge basically said to trump and his two kids that in uh, this uh, investigation uh, of them that basically they yeah. have to be deposed that they can't okay, avoid it. You, you skipped a couple important steps in between so let me let me fill that okay in. You're, you're gonna so, fill it fill, fill in all the blanks okay fill in the blanks uh, uh, well here not all the blanks but here are a couple so for, first of all uh yes mazard did that they quit they you know apparently left uh the trump's high and dry on a irs deadline for melania and don um, oh, oh oh and there was another thing about that that basically like trump's statement that came out defending himself is, against that this, this is what I, well this is what i was going to say so yes first of go all, ahead trump uh, the trump's lawyers <laughs> had been saying that the reason that Trump shouldn't have to testify or be deposed or anything like that was he didn't know that much about what was really going on. It was taken care of by other people. He didn't really have the details. He was not significantly involved in this anyway. And so deposing him made no sense. Okay. So Uh then he puts out like a five page statement full of details trying to argue why what Mazard did was ridiculous and really these properties were valued great and this was accurate and if anything, they were undervalued and blah, 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 blah. And going into detail talking about specific properties and how much they were making and 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 and, 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 and actually and, and actually yeah his response was to say that he had lied and uh, underinflated is to inflate him even more. <laughs> and so anyway, the point is that his 
statement, and and by the way, which included uh, a copy of a letter from Mazard. Is Mazard how you say it? I keep. I thought I thought it was Mazars. M a z a r s. Mazars. 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 Sorry. Um, So Mazars, including a letter from them that they'd sent that otherwise that was very pertinent to the case that otherwise they would have had to subpoena and get out of him, and he just released it publicly, which is actually that statement was incredibly damaging to him. Plus everything he was saying, outlining all of these details completely undermined the case that his lawyers were making that he didn't know the details. <laughs> and so and, and so he came into court to try to say that he, you know, to justify that the him and the kids and everybody else would not have to be deposed and the subpoenas were invalid and blah, blah, blah. And the judge basically laughed them out of court and said, the statement actually said, you know, the prosecutors would be negligent not to subpoena you, given everything they've seen. Right. Um, now, of course, the Trump folks have said they're going to appeal it, so it's going to go back and forth in the courts a little bit longer. But, you know, it's still, you know, <laughs> it still was not a good step for him. Um, and it's it seems like, you know, th- th- they will, of course, appeal, but it seems like their grounds for appeal are incredibly weak. And this is once again, you know, they're they're trying to run out the clock, but you know, this one is, you know, a New York prosecution. It's not a federal prosecution. It's not Congress looking into this. That's for the problem. 6th. There's no clock to run out on this one. Is the problem exactly okay? Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, they maybe well until he dies. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he dies, but like otherwise, like. Yeah, maybe they can make this last and you know X amount of additional months, but eventually they're going to win. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and they're they, going to get everything they want out of them. Now, now yeah, the other thing, of course, yeah. is if they depose him, you know, given prior history, you know, they they can they can plead the fifth, they can lie. They, of course, if they lie, they can then get them for perjury. But like you know, they can plead the fifth, they can do whatever. So they're. You know, it's not necessarily saying they're going to come up in front and testify truthfully. Yes, we did cheat, you know, whatever. That, he's not? That's, that's probably, not what he's going to do? I don't think that's what he's going to well, do. Well, I don't but. know. He got, A couple of times he has kind of done that, to be, to be fair. I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about it, I mean, he has done that. He's just said, yeah, I lie, so... Although I do want to say this, and this is this is a tangent, so I apologize... Also in the news was the possibility that Rudy Giuliani is uh, cooperating with the January 6th committee. Now, on the one hand, the you know people put cooperating in quotes because it may just mean like he's being polite to them instead of flat out saying no and trying to stretch it along and blah, blah, blah. And that's probably what's happening. He's not actually giving any really relevant information. But on the other hand, I keep thinking if anybody in this whole scheme is going to go out and have a damn right I I called the code red moment, it would be Rudy Giuliani. That is true. I will admit, you know. Also, you used my code! Yes! (laughs) Yeah, because I could so see Rudy going into testifying somewhere (laughs) and saying, saying, damn right I tried to overturn the uh, election. Damn right I tried to do this, 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 this. And, you know, if anybody was going to do that, it would be Rudy. Yes, I, I do agree that the, that the the guy that would do that is Rudy. Absolutely. 
Okay, sorry for the tangent. Sorry for the tangent. Back to the Trumps. Well, uh, so, okay, so, look, well, well, I think bottom line is this, that uh, he had a bad day in in court, uh, and, uh, look, the, the, the He's had a are, string of bad news. I mean, over... This, is, I mean, this we, whole we, we thing, even... this whole thing with him and the accountants and uh, the tax investigation is is getting really serious and and th- look this whole thing where his accounting firm has basically just said you know forget it we we're we're, we're done th- there is a, a big problem that he's got right now okay look he has been counting on uh loans rolling them over stuff like that etc and so forth problem is that no bank on this earth mm-hmm. will give you money unless you have books certified by an accountant Right. Okay. No bank. And who? And who's going to pick him up now? That's the question. And um, that, that's that's the I'm problem sure. that he that 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 he's facing right now. He has been facing a series of cash calls and crunches that he has been able to shuck and jive around, you know, recently, you know, back and forth, but. I, I, you know, like now when all of a sudden you don't have an accountant to certify your books, you got the IRS on your throat. Um, now what he has done is sell stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people have come to the rescue by, by, you know, buying his shit. Okay. So that's, that's about the only avenue that he's got right now, but it definitely makes it far more difficult for him to maneuver easily at the uh, uh, right now at this point um yeah it, it's just that everything that he owns just burns up cash there's just right. nothing that i you know and the grifts that he's doing i don't know if they can generate enough cash to cover this gap okay that's mm-hmm. the thing um i, I mean i it, the hotels right now in ta- in, in combination uh, are losing. I got to think like close to about a hundred million a year. Now he did sell the Washington Hotel for about two three hundred million, but look, mm-hmm. his entire life dating back to I bet when he was with his dad and where I am. Uh, well, probably I'm sure, but his entire <laughs> life, um, he has been. Uh, always like, you know, grabbing the next mortgage, liquidating the last thing, getting rid of something more. It's like, why you have to sell everything in his dad's empire? I mean, he mm-hmm. inherited a, he inherited something that was very, very cash reducing wealthy that if he had been able to hold on to it, it would be worth like so much more. But he kept investing on all this dog shit that he always had to keep selling good shit to pay for his dog shit. Yeah, I mean, people pointed people pointed out as far back as you know when he for when he came down to escalator to run for president that you know if if he had just conservatively invested everything he had like he throw it all in a S and P five hundred tracker fund or whatever he he would be better off than he is today. I mean, oh, he by leaps and bounds. Yeah, people people talk about how you know he's a he was a great businessman or whatever. No, he took a large fortune and made it into a small one. Yes, I mean you got to think about this. He 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 went and he got from his uh, 
from his dad about uh, 700 million back in the mid 2000s. Look, you just put it in the Dow where it was back then. Where it was at, uh, it, look, it, 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 he, he could right now have about two billion, three billion just on that. Easy. Mm -hmm. Easy. Three billion. Just on that without having done a damn more thing. And, and his net worth right now is less than that. Yeah. So, so anyway, the, the, the point of all this is I don't know how long it'll take all this stuff to wind its way through the courts and... You know, I've predicted before he won't see a day in jail because even if even if they go to court on this and then convict him and then the, it goes through appeals and blah, 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 you know, he'll be dead before this finishes winding its way through the courts. But maybe not his kids, <laughs> you know, you know, um, if I if his fucking kids wind up in jail, let me tell you something that will be I, I got to find I think that there's a couple of thousand dollar bottles of wine that my dad has who's a Trump <laughs> aficionado that are still in his wine fridge. I'm cracking open one of those. <laughs> but the, but the other thing I wanted to say on this and is this is, of course, you know, there we, we have talked so many times about all the huge laundry list of things Trump has done that are illegal, you know, <laughs> that, that don't that, that don't necessarily have good enforcement mechanisms attached to them or let alone the things well that are listen like the tax fraud norms. stuff does all this right. fraud it, financial fraud do, uh, uh, stuff does this shit has again, landed many people in jail leona the, helmsley the, went the, to jail for this shit i mean freaking like what's her name the the martha stewart uh, you know there's been and, there's and, been a lot of fucking people that wound up going to jail maybe not for the rest of their lives but I'll tell you what, there are a couple of years in the clink, okay, you know, would really just, you know, would, would really make me happy if it befe befell Trump. Well, and, and you know, the, the, this, the prototypical example people use is Al Capone. They did not yes. get him for any of his organized crime activities. None of that got charged. Nope. They weren't nope. able to, like, make those cases in a good way. It was but all they got the tax, on tax stuff. Fraud. Fuck yeah, they did. Exactly. And if that if that's the way this works out, so be it. I'm okay with that. I'm for, I'm so I'll be I'll be so fucking happy that son of a bitch goes to jail for, yeah. for tax Although, evasion. <laughs> um I still predict he won't serve a day in jail, but we'll see. Uh but it's still if he gets it, listen, it, it, I'm gonna say listen, even if he just gets convicted. Mm hmm Okay. It'll yeah, be it, a fucking great day. Now, now, just to be clear, we're still a long way from that, but they seem to be closing in, and the January sixth people seem to be closing in as well. Like, yeah, th those both of those investigations are making rapid progress at this point, and you know, the January sixth stuff may or may not result in prosecutions, but we're certainly you know getting a lot of information, and it's certainly putting him in the center of things. Um, so we'll see. And, uh, you know, the January 6th stuff, there's an open question of how, how much the DOJ wants to touch or not. And we'll but, see, but, let, but let, the let me, stuff, let me tell you one thing that, uh, uh to, to, to wrap this up about, yeah. uh, you know, where we are and saying this stuff about Trump and the Trump era and all this shit that's going on. And now it's impacted American life, um, in general, um, you know, my wife this week, who doesn't really get much into the news and politics and so forth, um, this week, um, 
you know, we were sitting down and having a conversation and I was, I was trying to have her not be so hard on herself about this where she went and she said, why the fuck didn't I do more to make sure that this son of a bitch didn't get into office mm. because of how this man has divided this nation. And, uh, I was just, you know, she's not one that talks about this. Right. Or like spends a lot of time on it. But to her, it was so clear that what he did was just so corrosive to the country. And I, I just, it reminded me how he has really damaged his nation. He's damaged the world. This man has been one of the, one of the, 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 I, I, the things that has most damaged world relations that damaged uh, relationships with people uh, has made, has made, has made the, the, the planet a, a not as good a place to live in period. Mm-hmm. And probably, you know, set, you know, impacted uh, the world in a way that is going to be, reverberating for decades oh absolutely i mean i i remember you know when he first got elected and and certainly as the administration went on talking multiple times on the show about how you know people you know with sanders biden and everything else for the democratic nomination and you know especially sort of the sanderites and their wide-eyed view of like everything that they want to do with the progressive agenda and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I love many of those ideas, to be honest. I think they're good aspirational things, but the reality is that we're going to spend decades cleaning up the mess that Donald Trump made yeah. before we really get much forward progress. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. And not you just know, that. And, I, I think that the, the, the thing about their, their and, shit that and, pisses me off is that um, in this week, you know, we haven't talked about Build Back Better and all of this stuff and whatever and whatnot and yeah. what's going on with that. And uh, it, it's this whole damn thing where uh, we're back to politics that I feel sound like 1984 for the Democrats. Where, you know, you they're, they're, they're doing the same damn thing that some of the Trumpites are doing to make it the tent so small that you know they're like you know either uh, okay great we love your ideas but here's a problem we only got 50 votes and they're like oh you guys are losers and frauds and don't do anything and fuck you and and fuck mansion and whatever he's just a he's just a sellout he's a fraud and i'm just like you guys realize that if he wasn't just like where he is right now we just wouldn't have a democratic senate period right right and, and it's like that doesn't sink in no he's just he's just a traitor and i'm just like oh, fuck you know look i'm sorry i i can't do this i can't do this i can't yeah. do this and, and, okay and, and look it, this even assumes like just you know me saying like it's going to take decades to dig out of the damage trump made that's you even know, if, if we get back in the right direction which exactly. we're still not Right. I mean, it, it, it is very, you know, we both predicted that, you know, Congress is not going to be a Democratic Congress, uh, you know, after 2022, at least one house will flip over. There's, you know, in 2024, there's a decent chance that, you know, hell, Trump could 
Trump could run and win again. You know, it's not impossible. Uh, or it's or or possibly Trump doesn't run, but some other, you know, DeSantis or somebody wins. You know, uh, that's very and those very people are, are are also fucking you know psychopaths. Yes, and 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 you know, so there's there's a you know. I, some people have said, and I, I think I agree with this. Look, 2016 was ball game for a generation. You know, now I, I've said before, if, if Hillary Clinton had won, she probably would have been a one-term president. But nevertheless, 2016 nah. you know, impacted. No way. I, she would have. Uh, uh, nah. I she think would've. she would have been. But but anyway, that doesn't matter. Like it didn't happen. Um, but the. But regardless, the the situation the economy is, was good. The odds were in her favor. Mm. You know, in any case, in any case, um, you know, we 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 got a we got a big mess. But like, if 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 the if New York State is able to bring down Donald Trump on some tax bullshit, then and I say bullshit, but it's actually important. No, you should it's not a, cheat no, on your it's taxes. A real, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, on tax fraud, on outright just being a, a complete fraudster. Tax and insurance fraud and other yes. things. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah, like like we've said, like if you can run down the list, like there are hundreds of things that this man has done. But if they can find a handful that they can actually pin him down on and get decent consequences on, or like you said, even if it's just his family, right? <laughs> then great. I'm I'm all for it, you know. So, are we right. done? Even? Okay, yeah, we're done. Okay, and and we're not gonna do all the usual stuff or whatever the Slack or whatever. So because our technology is you know put, put, you know kludgy. So it, yeah, thanks it's, everyone. It's, pretty, it's it, it's been pretty good at, at the very least. No, but it's gonna make it more. Website. Well, it's gonna make it more difficult for you to edit. So anyway, it'll be fine. At least tell them the website. The website, the website, the website is uh, uh, curmudgeons-corner.com, okay? Mm -hmm. And in there, you can see a whole lot of one many, many wonderful things. <laughs> that basically is a list of our podcasts dating back to our first one. Yes, and if you want to you listen go. to our first podcast, that would be, that's funny. I'm sure okay. you'll, you'll look at a kick. Uh, and I'm at uh, at I am Bo on Twitter, I am B O U, and Sam is at Abelsmay A B U S M E. No, no, you, you missed an L. A B U L S M E. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for listening to Curbudge's Quarter. Uh, and you know, well, we're we're gonna keep the ship together over here with our retro tech for now. Okay. All right. Yeah, so there you go. All right. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye bye.